Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Minds on Mental Health podcast. My name is Andy Dean, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And today I'll be talking to Alex Camarda, who's also a licensed clinical social worker. Alex runs a private therapy practice in the Mercer County area, and she's a former clinical manager of the women's program at Penn Medicine Princeton House Behavioral Health in Hamilton, New Jersey. And today what we discuss is the grief process and how the coronavirus has changed how we normally grieve and what effect that can have on our mental health. So as you know, we're going to talk a little bit about grief today. And I guess I'm just curious, like when we're thinking about grief right now, what are we kind of talking about in terms of, is there any change in the way that we normally think about grief, like if we have a very specific loss that we're going through, whether it's a loved one or like a pet or something, uh, versus the kind of grief that we're experiencing right now. I'd say grief overall is a very complicated concept. It's something that many of us struggle with in various degrees just because it's a difficult thing to talk about and it, it can be very painful. And mm-hmm. the compl- the additional challenge right now is the fact that we are all isolated to some degree and unable to maybe memorialize people in the way that we once would. We are unable to get together in, in social gatherings and and talk about those people and celebrate in the ways we know how, which Mm -hmm. complicates it even further. Um, And then, you know, causes a a bit of a bump in in regards to the grieving process. So I I think that's what we're talking about today, how COVID is is bringing about additional challenges to an already complicated life experience. So not to make this sound any more complicated than it really needs to, but we're talking about the grief of losing a loved one, but then also now there's like a compounding grief about not being able to do the things we normally do when we grieve someone. So it sounds like one of the points you're highlighting is we're already grieving the loss of, of that person that was very much a part of our lives. In addition to struggling with figuring out how do I honor this person? How do I memorialize them with the limitations we have during this mm-hmm. time of isolation? And and I think you're, you're raising a great point that it, it does add an additional compounding factor to something that is already so complicated and painful. Sure. Um, which, is, which is something huge that's happening right now um, in our community and So I guess people that are dying of this disease, it's pretty swift and like it comes on very quickly. How would that affect someone's grieving process? Even before COVID, there are certain situations where a family member may die of a sudden heart attack, right? They're seemingly in good health and they die of a sudden heart attack. So I think that part of grief is comes up even when we're not in this pandemic um, situation. Mm -hmm. I think the difference is that at least in those situations, we are able to um, go to the hospital if, you know, if there's time. And if not, we can have the viewing services. We can celebrate with um, other loved ones to really help us grieve and help us feel supported and mm-hmm. and really like appreciate the, that person's energy and what they brought to our lives. Whereas this certain circumstance is it's we're disconnected yet connected and, and it makes it more challenging um, to really process some of the grief due to the fact that there's so many barriers to being able to engage in the normal ways we would celebrate someone's lives. So I think that's probably the biggest the biggest challenge um, right now. And, and also 
the anxiety of could I have contracted it? When was the last time I saw this person? Sure. So yeah. Not only are you struggling with this is such a huge loss for me. Now you're also struggling with the fear of wow, this impacted my my cousin, my mom. It could easily do the same to me or another family member. So it's 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 a really scary time, um, and there's still no you know cure necessarily for it and things like that, and it impacts everybody differently. So I think. That's the other compounding factor, right? Wow, this is so mm-hmm. painful. I lost someone, and now this could easily impact me or, or more loved ones that, that are in my life. I think it's really important what you just said about there's sort of being a, a whole range of emotions that may be different now versus other times when people have grieved in the past. Number one, it's like that feeling of isolation. I'm sure, two, maybe feelings of, of guilt or or even just feelings of very specific feeling of grief that unfortunately the people that are passing away due to the coronavirus, it's, they, they are isolated and they're not able to have any family there with them. But then also you have sort of the loss, like you said, of that, of connection. You're not able to get together with people, you know, um, you're not able to, uh, have a wake, have a funeral, whatever your your particular culture ceremony is. Generally speaking, there's always uh, a number of people that gather, and you know you kind of celebrate and memorialize the person. Uh, right now, obviously, it's not really an option. So you sort of have that loss of connection with family and friends that also could help to memorialize the person. But then there's also that compounding anxiety that you were talking about. You know, when was the last time I saw this person? Is it is it possible that maybe I was carrying it? Is it possible maybe I'm the one that gave it to them? So there's all these new emotions that are creeping up when we're talking about sort of grief and loss now that are sort of unique to this situation. Yeah, sure. And I think you're onto something, though. I didn't even mention the guilt, right? The guilt that we feel about not being able to be at the hospital with them during this time. And, mm-hmm. and what was it like for them wishing, you know, and hoping that maybe they had an identified nurse that was with them consistently to give them some sense of familiarity. I think that's an additional piece, right, that I, that mm-hmm. I hadn't even mentioned. So it, it's just a very complicated thing that already is challenging enough when we lose someone. So mm-hmm. I think you're bringing up a great point. So as we're talking about these new things that are kind of unique to this situation. I guess I'm just wondering if you have any insights in terms of how to memorialize people now. Are are there creative ways that people can go about maybe doing what they would have done in the past, but just in a different way to still kind of get some sense of community or closure in a situation where someone does pass away due to the virus? Yeah, I think that's a, a really great question, which um, can kind of maybe help people to to begin the process of, of acceptance to some degree or the grieving process. But I think first and foremost, it's acknowledging like it's okay to feel the sadness, the anxiety, mm-hmm. the, the fear, the rage, whatever it is that may be coming up, honor that emotion instead of trying to suppress it or judge it as bad. That makes complete sense. It's It's a very complicated thing. 
Um, and then in once once you're able to acknowledge and sit with that, beginning to think through how with what's within my reach that I could find a way to honor this person who is so important to me and my family and my community. Um, so it, connecting with others in whatever way that is, you know, maybe through technology, Zoom, you guys could all participate in a Zoom call together and talk through your favorite memories of that mm-hmm. person or your gratitude or the way that they impacted your life and, and things along those lines. If If you don't have access necessarily to a smartphone or something along those lines, maybe you send an email or text message that every night at seven o'clock, you guys are going to light a candle in honor of this person and, and sit and think about uh, how this person impacted you and, and really feel that common humanity piece of, I'm not the only one struggling with this grief. There are other people um, who are also going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Talking about that person, journaling a bit about your experiences, maybe even writing a letter to that person, things you would have wanted to to say to them if, if you had the ability. Um, what, whatever feels right for you and, and can, can be somewhat healing during this very difficult time. Mm-hmm. But I guess the one thing that I'm just thinking now that sort of gets lost in all this is, you know, there's a real loss, I think, of physical touch, too. You know, that's one thing that I don't think, uh, unfortunately, a computer screen or, you know, whatever we're talking about can really recreate, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to a service or um, if you go to like a wake or something, you know, usually you're shaking hands, hugging, you know, sometimes hundreds of people. And as painful as that, might feel in the moment, I do think that that has a certain value in terms of pushing us along through the grieving process. Um, yeah, absolutely. It provides some sense of comfort mm-hmm. uh, dur- during a time where it's very challenging. And and especially those who might be um, social distancing in, on their own, meaning they're in an apartment or a home by themselves. They don't necessarily have a partner or children or anything like that or, or pets I think you're right it does bring a an additional compounding factor and mm-hmm. perhaps thinking through like how can I recreate a feeling of being hugged or warmth or, or what brings that that feeling of comfort for me so mm-hmm. for some people that might be taking a really warm shower and and the sense of of their their uh, body wash and things like that could bring comfort maybe they have a weighted blanket that they could use which mm-hmm. in theory is supposed to a bit feel like a hug and and really working towards you know what what can make me feel like I'm being soothed even if I don't have someone here to help me in in that and it's super challenging I I think there's something to be said about the physical connection and and how important it is to us as as human beings and social beings now that I'm thinking about this one of the things that it's probably hard to overstate the value of is pets in a moment like that you know if you have a cat or you have a dog or you know a pot-bellied pig or whatever. (laughs) Hold it tight. Hold it tight. Um, No, but in all seriousness, that's one way where you, I mean, generally speaking, they love it. um, And, you know, they won't get sick of you doing that, I guess, depending on your pet. Um, But it could definitely provide a sense of physical comfort. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are leaning into that right now, um, just given the circumstances and not knowing when they'll um, necessarily be able to connect again. Not that they won't be able to, but just not having a, a specific time frame, which brings about more additional grief that, you know, we, we didn't even get into yet. No, it's a good point. It's, uh, it's like, when is, when is this going to be over? When am I going to be able to maybe have a memorial service or something in a more, uh, under more normal circumstances? You know, we're talking a lot about 
grief, how the coronavirus is affecting the grieving process when we're talking specifically about like the loss of a loved one. So I guess I'm wondering if you can just give me or give the listeners an idea of what you would consider a quote unquote normal grieving process. You know, I, I'm aware that, I mean, at least my opinion, and I think most people in our field would agree that there really isn't one. Um, but if you could just give kind of a general outline. I think, you know, we all seek uh, as humans just some type of organization for our emotion. Like if I can organize what my grief's going to look like, maybe that'll help for it to be less painful. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I, I guess in my opinion is there isn't necessarily a, a normal way to grieve. There's no linear process in which we will first be shocked, then we will be in denial, then we'll be angry. I think it, it can it can ebb and flow, right? We may um, be at an acceptance phase one day and then we're all the way back in denial the next based on... Um, an anniversary based on just a memory that popped into our minds and things like that. But, you know, generally speaking, when when we do lose someone, there is that that strong anger that we feel the the shock, especially in situations like this where it wasn't expected um, and really struggling with why is this happening? What why is this happening to that person, to their family, to me? This Mm -hmm. is this is so painful. Um, I I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. And it can really um, keep us stuck in a place of denial and and not really wanting to move forward or or process it. Um, So I mean, I would agree denial is definitely a part of it. It wouldn't necessarily always be the first piece, but it could be up there. Sorry for interrupting, but it, you know, obviously you're referencing the stages of grief, which is, um, I think this thing that has kind of gotten, it's kind of found its place in pop culture or like, um, you know, most people have heard of the stages of grief. And I think kind of what you're saying is um, that, you know, all those things that, that may come up with grief or then that are included in the stages of grief, like anger, denial, bargaining, depression, um, all those things, there's a good chance that they will all come up at some point. Um, but not necessarily in a linear fashion and not necessarily, and, and they may not necessarily come up at all. You know, I think it's a good thing to, kind of think about to kind of help normalize our experience because it's good to know that you know this is these are normal emotions to be feeling but that there's no one way to go about a grieving process absolutely yeah Um, and you're right we may not experience any of it right maybe we we do just accept this as the reality of what it is and and it is painful and we don't necessarily bounce between all of those other areas or maybe we are constantly experiencing all of them at at all times mm-hmm. at 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 time of the initial loss but i guess i'm wondering do you have any insight or tips or skills that people could use to manage their emotions or their their feelings of grief whether it be like the anger or the sadness or depression or whatever it is are are there things that you found are helpful to manage those emotions my first thought as we touched upon before a bit would be to first allow ourselves to experience the emotion however it may come whether it's anger depression sadness fear allowing that to come up without suppressing it. Once we get into a pattern of suppressing emotion, that can lead to more of a a disconnected state, which 
can make the, the grief even even harder and it could also lead to us you know using substances and things like that that won't necessarily help us it'll just lead to a deeper depression so we want to allow that the the feelingness to come up whatever it may be and then with that figuring out what our outlet is for some it may be deep breathing exercises meditation grounding and really just allowing ourselves to be present and and try to feel connected to um, others that are living with us currently and things like that another Mm -hmm. thing could be journaling. A lot of people really do well with processing emotion through allowing themselves to just free write, whether that's poetry, um, whatever their thoughts may be, things like that. Writing letters to those who have passed, as we mentioned before. Mm. I would say exercise could be another good outlet, moving your body, allowing um, your body to, to help heal you in, in its own way. The more that we kind of stay put and we and we don't move, our emotions can can really keep us in a in a stuck place that um, can can lead to a very deep depression. So moving our bodies can really help our mind. Mm-hmm. Whether that's stretching, yoga, walking, cycling, anything along those lines. And I would say talking to others. It's it's important to talk to others and, and talk about our feelings because even if they didn't lose that person or know that person, we can we can try and empathize with the feeling of loss and the feeling of grief. And especially right now when everybody's losing something, right? Whether it's their job, whether it's their wedding that was supposed to happen, a vacation, not to say that that's as significant as the loss of a human being. However, we can still empathize with the, the feeling of, of grief. Sure. Um, so I would definitely recommend talking to, to others. And, and if you're feeling like maybe you need additional support, there are professionals out there who are offering telehealth services and grief and loss groups and things like that. Um, that could always be useful. All right. Well, you know, I think we've talked quite a bit about grief and how the process is um, a little confusing right now and and much different than it ever has been due to the current circumstances. Um, Is there anything else you think would be important to discuss? Those of you who aren't losing a family member right now or, or haven't been directly impacted by it, however you're feeling an intense uh, sense of loss. Um, it, it could very much be due to the fact that you've had previous losses in the past or previous traumas mm-hmm. in the past and just seeing things on the news every day, the amount of people who are, are, are impacted by the virus and things like that can, can trigger our own um, loss and, and grief uh, that's happened previously. So that's something that could absolutely be kicking up right now. And, and Many of us are have a little bit more time in our own heads, so it's certainly possible that mm. we we're processing things that maybe we never did before, just because it's it's very much in our face and and, and all over the news. Um, this concept of of grief. So, I don't want you guys to think like just because you haven't lost someone during this small time frame that your other losses aren't as significant or as important. They could very much be triggered right now. Um, even just that that intense hopelessness or helplessness or fear. Um, that emotion alone can bring us back to the moments in which we lost someone previously and, and, and kind of shake us a bit. So a lot of these concepts may, may be applicable to you as well. Yeah, I think it's a great point, you know, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you think about like, even if, you know, you happen to know someone who passed away a year ago, maybe even two years ago, um, and that anniversary of that passing is coming up right now still all those things would apply in terms of not really being able to get together with people, sort of the absence of like the physical touch maybe. So uh, that in itself is, is very difficult, a difficult issue 
to kind of get through. But then also you have the, I mean, essentially what you have happening right now is all these stories coming up about people passing. And obviously if you have someone who was close to you that passed away, whether recently or, or not so recently, that's going to get you to start thinking about, you know, your own losses. So even if you're not necessarily being directly affected by someone who is passing away due to COVID, uh, just the constant, all the news stories and everything, that's going to get you to reflect on the losses that you have had in the past. Yeah, absolutely. So I think maybe one of the important takeaways is to just recognize that even if you don't directly have a loss right now, grief issues might be coming up for you regardless, just because of sort of what's out there, what's in the atmosphere right now. All right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Just wanted to pop in for a second to say that if you are someone who's struggling with grief at the moment, or if you had endured a loss recently and you think that you need some support, please Google grief support groups near me. Many hospitals and churches have grief support groups that are open to the public, and there should be resources near you that you can access through these organizations to help you with that. So thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast, and we'll see you next time.